When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What? Yeah. No, I'm... Yeah, I'm behaving myself. I'm, no, I'm not playing in abandoned buildings. What? Again? Now. I suppose you had those people follow me again. Fine. Hey, this is Jimmy Farrell from Monty and the Farrell, and I want to thank all our subscribers. We have now passed 14,000 on our YouTube channel. 
but I want to ask our subscribers to take the next step for us and become a full-fledged member of Monty and the Pharaoh. Yeah, that's right, folks. There's three different levels to choose from. There's free shirts. There's free autographs. Just check it out and become a member of Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty and the Pharaoh. Later. Welcome to Monty and the Pharaoh. Well, welcome to the Pharaoh. My partner is uh, under the weather, but he will return next week. I just wish I had him here to talk to the wonderful folks at home, which he always loves to do and I always love to hear from. Uh, what do we got tonight? Tonight we're going to have a show called uh, Shafted, the wrestlers and stars who deserve the WWE Hall of Fame. But we'll get to that in a moment. Straight out of Ron Conkham on Long Island at the borders, the producer, Jared Spidey. What's up, man? What's up? How's it going? Oh, how's it going? Well, he's not here. You're over there. I got the Old Testament over here. We're good. We're all good. Everything's good fine. Good to hear. Yeah, yeah. Hanging in there. However... In uh, Mike's uh, absence, we have tonight from ESO Creative, star of, is it the after show? Am I getting this shit right? God, I hope I'm getting this shit right. Ladies and gentlemen, ESO Creative, Mr. Barus. What's up, Bruce? Thank- hey, Jimmy. Thanks for that welcome. And uh, yes, got, got to wish Mike a get well soon there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, Mike, he'll be better like, I don't know. Half an hour. Five minutes from now. Yeah, but yeah. Well, I gave he's him gonna half put... an hour. What are you doing? Give him some time. What the hell? Give him. He's a gonna be time. knocking on the door in a minute. He's yeah, gonna be knocking on the door him. in a minute. Take it over. He's here. Wait a second. All right. So, where do we want to begin? You want to? Uh, you want to so, take us through some? Usually, yeah. Mike asks me all sorts of ridiculous shit. What do you got for me? So, well, well, we got a lot of news to go get through tonight. So let's okay. let's just get right into it. All so right. this oh, week. Okay. Uh, what Willis Reed, Hall of Fame center for the New York oh. Knicks, dies at 80. Willis Reed, who dramatically emerged from the locker room minutes before Game 7 of the 1970 NBA Finals to spark the New York Knicks to their first championship and create one of the sport's most enduring examples of playing through pain, died Tuesday at the age of 80. We have, uh, you know, for those of us who live in New York and for those who are NBA fans, we have lost, well, to Nick fans, we've lost one of the greatest. He's got to be in the top three probably. Uh New York Knicks ever. Uh, Spidey, being younger, did not know, does not know who Willis Reed is, so I'll really quickly uh, give you a little story, Spidey, and for the folks at home. Uh, basically, the, the Knicks were looking for a championship. What else is new? They didn't have one. It was uh, 1970. They had been formed in 1946. They were one of the original teams. And they had gotten to the finals. They're in the game seven. Now, Willis Reed was their center. So if those who grew up with Patrick Ewing at least understand the concept of a dominant big man, Willis Reed was Patrick Ewing before Patrick Ewing. And, of course, Ewing always got criticized for never getting us a ring. Well, game seven, 1970, Willis Reed is horribly injured in horrendous pain. He cannot even walk. But yet the trainers take him into the... uh, into the locker room before the game. And from what I heard, the cortisone shot he received was the size of someone's arm. Now, keep in mind, it's 1970, so they're still trying to figure this stuff out, Spidey. They take this huge needle, and they and I think Frazier told the story, the great Walt Frazier, the point guard of that team, they take this huge needle and they stick it in his leg. Now, nobody thought he was going to play. So the warm-ups are there. You've got some of the greatest players in the history on the Lakers. They've already, you know, dominated. And out of the dressing room comes Willis Reed. 
ready to take shots and warm up. Now, nobody thought he was playing. So it's almost like, oh, by the way, our Superman is playing tonight. Have you heard? The other team, filled with Hall of Famers, basically froze when they saw him come out on the court. The crowd went insane, and his first jump shot in practice went in, and Madison Square Garden exploded. When the game started, Willis Reed only took two shots. Right at the beginning of the game, he took the first two shots for his team. Four nothing, Knicks are up. They sat him down, and the rest of that team was so inspired that they blew out the, the great Los Angeles Lakers and won the Knicks' first championship. That's how important Willis Reed was to that team. And then he went on to win a second ring with the Knicks in 1973. We just lost one of the greatest New York Knicks and one of the great centers in the history of this game. Bruce, any thoughts? Well, in my lifetime, we haven't had any Knicks championships. I, we had that late 90s run. That was the highlight of my Knicks awesome. fandom. It was great. Uh, right now, I'm, I'm excited at the current team and where, where it can go. Should be. So, yeah. uh, but... You know, I, I wish I, I, I wish I was around back, back in those days. True legend. I caught him right, right at the end of his career because I'm ancient. But I, he was a true <laughs> legend. He really was. So, I before I go any further, I think we have a birthday in the chat room that we okay. we have to mention. Oh, wait a second! The you first... can see everybody. You can. You yeah, can I, can, I can. Oh, this is great! Well, you can do the I can go Hi, back everybody. and forth. I have to go back and forth uh, through the windows, but yeah, I, I can yeah. jump back and forth. Yeah, and Mike's interacting. Yeah, Mike's nice. interacting in there go too. Mike. Go, Mike. So, nice. very but nice. The first lady of wrestling, Miss Maria Davis. Of course. Happy Maria. birthday. How? Oh, Maria's birthday? Wow. If I had known, I would have baked the cake. Wait a minute. I can't even make toast. Happy birthday, Maria. You are the best. The best. So. Anybody else's birthday? <laughs> Not that I'm aware wedding of. anniversary. What else you got, Bruce? <laughs> so, Pat Sajak wheel of, puts Wheel of Fortune contestant into a unique chokehold on camera. Should pa- Pat Sajak consider a new what? career in professional wrestling? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The longtime Wheel of Fortune, the the longtime Wheel of Fortune host, showed off his combat chops earlier this week. Combat by chops. <laughs> Who wrote this? Yeah, but, All right, keep going. By placing a winning contestant into a chokehold, the latest of Sajak's on-air antics to snatch attention online. Yeah. Earlier in the episode, which aired Tuesday, the, the contestant, Fred Jackson, said that he was a drama teacher, bar trivia host, and professional wrestler who gets paid very little and mostly does it for fun. Yeah, he gets paid very little because Pat Sajak just kicked his ass. What is this? <laughs> this is this is terrible. Gives a shit. So, <laughs> so when's it, what is he going to be at WrestleMania? Pat Sajak versus Logan Paul versus Seth Rollins. What are we talking here? Yeah, there you go. I, Hell in the cell. This really, this is really news. Very interesting. All right, let's put a headlock on that one. What else you got? So, well, it, it sounds like CM Punk wants back in AEW. <laughs> CM Punk's future with AEW remains <laughs> remains unknown following last year's infamous media scrum tirade and backstage fight with the Elite at All Out 22, 2022. Punk was quickly stripped of his AEW world title and removed from television in the aftermath of that debacle. Dax Hardwood from Fightful Select says that in his recent conversations with Punk, Punk has said reading Steve Kern's book has made him miss wrestling. Reading Steve <laughs> Kern's book. What is wrong with CM Punk? Is he completely psychotic or what? But I'll tell you no, this. They... I'll tell you this. AEW needs CM Punk to come back immediately. Yeah, they need something there. They're... Immediately. Because that show is getting worse and worse. It has less and less pizzazz. Uh, as far as sexy ratings, it's, it hasn't seen them since, you know, I don't know if it's ever seen them, to be very honest. But uh, Punk was at least getting them over the million mark in a semi, semi-consistent basis. Uh, they need him terribly, but he's so psychotic. I mean, he's con- – what do you mean he read Steve – oh, I read Steve Kern's book, and I'm inspired again. This guy's a, yeah. a fruit loop. Uh, he's yeah, a fruit loop. Yeah, we have, he had a tweet out there. It says, great story about Gator and Coco fighting in the locker room, and then Lawler drags them into the office the next day, and they squash it. Fascinating. <laughs> wonder what that's alluding to. Yeah, I wonder what that's alluding to. Boy, he really is delusional. 
I was praying that somehow he would return to WWE. Do you ever see him returning at all with all this nonsense? Never say never. So you think it could still happen because I would like to see it happen. <laughs> I would. I would like to see it happen. I really would. What else you got? So former WWE champion and pop star wife Alexa Bliss diagnosed with cancer. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, WWE superstar Alexa Bliss is on the mend after revealing she was recently diagnosed with skin cancer. Bliss, who has recently been absent from WWE, took to social media to state that she's had some cancerous marks removed and what's coming next for her. Uh, Bliss originally announced in a since-deleted story that she was treated for skin cancer at the American Skin Institute. When fans on Twitter popped up asking for more details, Bliss was happy to give them. She explained that to one curious fan that it all started with a spot on her face saying that there was a spot on my face, yes, that had gotten worse. So went to get a biopsy. It was a basal cell carcinoma. During this procedure, the doc found another squamous tumor. These are are big words. Why are you even trying? Found other (laughs) squamous. squamous. What the hell's a squamous? I'm not not sure. Spider, you know what a squamous is? This this is terrible. I'm not trying to make fun of this. What is it? No clue. Oh, excellent. Spidey has no clue either. I don't know what squamous is. Uh, but it was yeah. a quick and easy procedure, and uh, she's glad she always gets her skin checked. Well, I don't know too much about skin cancer, but I hope that she's okay. This won't affect any uh, timetable of a return. You know anything about that, Bruce, or who knows? No, I don't, I don't, I don't think point. so. I've had uh, family members who's ha- who have had that, and it, it's a minor, pers- minor okay. procedure for okay. something major, but... Yeah, she should be back in action pretty soon. Now, not to make this, you know, twist this, but I would think that you might say that it was a break because otherwise she would have been written into a script with Bray Wyatt. What do you think about that? <laughs> yeah, I would. I would agree. Be- I would say that that that's true. You're I, a big I fan think of that- Bray Wyatt, aren't you? And Edge. Those are your two favorite wrestlers, aren't they? I have nothing against Wyatt or Edge. However, I, I, I would like I would like Wyatt to determine: Is he going to be a comedy act? Is he going to be spooky? Is he going to be creepy? He's wrestled once since he came back. What the hell exactly. is this? Just a bunch of skits. It's yeah, old. so far it's getting old. It really is. Uh, we got a couple of plugs here on uh, March thirtieth. Monty and the Pharaoh will have the uh, the Pitchman. Mitch Seinfeld, good buddy of the show and an absolutely brilliant mind. A lot of wrestling uh, back in the day. He's done a lot of shit. You got you to gotta check him out, the pitch man. And uh, I'm going nuts because on uh, May 5th, we've got uh, Manny Fernandez and Tommy Rich. What do you think about that one, Bruce? How's that for a double uh, uh, Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I've never uh, seen a live interview with Manny Fernandez. Looking forward to that. And Tommy Rich, whenever I, all the interviews I've seen that he's been in with you guys, he's been awesome. Excellent. I'm actually very nervous about Manny Fernandez, believe it or not. You, you don't blame me, do you? <laughs> no, no. I, I'm actually so, nervous. Uh, I, I know he's a very intense guy, you know. So, as you can see, uh, working with me tonight is the uh, the star of the show, Jimmy Farrow. Hey, I'm to your right. How do you like that? It says oh. right here, to the right. And as I look at this, it looks like I'm to your right. Very interesting. Very interesting. Oh, uh, Oh, speaking of things we were supposed to do, weren't you guys uh, supposed to interview PG-13 this past weekend? Uh, we were? Were we supposed to? Who's <laughs> PG-13? Who are you talking about? Oh, those two guys. Yeah, did you show them up there, Spire? Yeah, those two guys. Well, you know something? Mike was, uh, you know, he had business. And uh, unfortunately, uh, I was hearing that uh, Wolfie D was going to punch Mike in the face and uh, Jamie was going to punch me in the face. Um, yeah. What were you gonna do about that? <laughs> what was I gonna do about it? Well, it would have been. A I know you're gonna bad cry. Idea. I, Dude, bad idea! Don't come near me. What are you doing? Oh, are I you know. Kidding me? I know what you did to Marty. <laughs> oh shit! Where did you bring that up for? But uh, no, not a uh, not not a good idea, guys. Not a good idea at all. Um, apparently, it seems that Jamie had some issues too. So I guess uh, they weren't coming this way anyway. 
because uh, Jamie yep. wrote, well, I'm stuck in Hershey, Pennsylvania with a flat tire, and I've got no jack. None of these fucking people will let me use a jack, and I offered 50 bucks and still have a flat tire. So now I'm the fifth day on this fucking wrestling bullshit, and so I'm going to go home with no money, and that's the reason I don't fucking do this wrestling bullshit. So I'm sorry to say I will not be in Indy in April or Pigeon Force in May. Don't take it personal. Just understand I fucking hate the wrestling business, and... And all it brings, so I'm sorry, but I'm done with anything to do with anything that is related to wrestling. So April and Indy and May and Pigeon Forge, I will not be there, Norton. Nothing personal. It's just fuck this and fuck the wrestling business. It's never brought anything but misery to me. So as of today, 321-23, this moment on, I'm truly done. He's out of here. That's what he wrote. That's what <laughs> Jamie wrote. So I guess uh, I guess we weren't going to be uh, seeing him anyway. I guess he's not punching anybody in the face, is he? No, no. I Does just uh, like I that? just wanted to st- I just wanted to meet his wife. <laughs> you just wanted? No, no, no. You're wrong about that because Mike's got first dibs. What, <laughs> what are you talking about? Unbelievable. Hey, what do you think about that when you see a uh, Bruce? I got to ask you. You're a big wrestling fan. What do you think about that when you see a letter that's? I got to give him credit. He's honest. Well, what do you think about you know his take on all of that? Which part? That what he just I, I think, said. I mean, he's basically saying I think he, the wrestling business. What do you think? Uh, he. I don't. He'll be back in another. What he needs his next payday. He'll be back. <laughs> I think you kind of nailed it. Then see, you do. You do think something. Very good. So, our our own Jimmy Fallon and Bart Griggs make up the band mm-hmm. Wisteria Hall, and they sing such great songs as mm-hmm. In My Dreams, This Life, Not Far Behind, Here Comes the Rain. You can find their music on their YouTube page, Spotify, iTunes, and Reverb Nation. Bart, man. And- Very good. One of these days, I'll go back to the high notes. I can't hit them anymore. Also, well, Monty and the Pharaoh can be seen on YouTube, Facebook Live, the Monty and the Pharaoh page, Heart Radio, Spotify, Anchor, Twitch TV. Monty and the Pharaoh can also be seen on Channel 115 every Tuesday, 9.30 p.m. and Saturday, 11.30 p.m. Channel 20, Tuesdays, 1 a.m. And don't forget to catch the show on the Intuitive Network. That's IN2. U-T-I-V-E Network. They've got documentaries. They've got movies. And as their flagship original programming, they bring you the best wrestling show out there, Monty and the Pharaoh. We will be right back with Monty and the Pharaoh proudly present. Actually, it's Monty and Bruce proudly present. Shafted, the wrestlers and stars who deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. We'll be right back. Sir? Ah. Manscaped? Uh-huh. Uh, you know, have you tried the new equipment that's been sent? I'm afraid because it says Weed Whacker. I'm scared. Maven, Manscaped, what are you thinking about Love Manscaped, it. dude? Love, Love it. it. What do you use it for? Necessity. What don't I use it for? Put it this way. The only hair <laughs> I have on my entire body is these eyebrows yeah. that oh. you see. These wow. caterpillars racing to the middle of my nose. That's it. That is it. That's all, that's all I have. And that's all I want. That's the so pick. manscaped is you, a must. We were talking before the show. There's nothing worse than just hair. Yeah. Right? Hair on a woman, hair on a man. It's just bad. Absolutely. And it's the one thing that the older I get, it starts growing more in unwanted areas. Absolutely. I hate it. I'm going to ask you a question. Uh-oh. Just going to go out there. Oh, boy. Go for it. You're doing a deed. Yes. <laughs> Again, I don't want you to have to admit this because we... As men, we try not to admit this, but if you're going to go do a deed on a woman, would you rather have her be hairless or a little hair, racing stripe, or (laughs) full retro bush? Racing stripe. Retro bush is out. Yes, thank you. Retro bush is out. Yeah. Um, I don't mind a small, well-manicured landing strip. (laughs) Every now and then, if it's completely, and I'm talking like baby's ass bald, Mm. Then I, I start, where is that pedophilia line? 
that I'm that I'm I don't, I don't wow. want to wander into that. That's very interesting. Like that. I never thought about wow. that. You're a smart dude. Holy yeah. shit. So if the landing strip is clean enough for the plane to go in smoothly, you're cool with that. If the landing strip is has like I said, well manicured. Yeah, you yeah. can see both sides. It's not like blinking lights on both sides of that. I just don't. I don't want. <laughs> you know, I don't want the shrubbery going off into yeah. unwanted areas on that. Gotcha. As well. Oh, yeah, look but, what you found. Ooh, I got to be all gotcha. honest though. Hey, the, ah. the, the older I get though, I don't. I think I don't think I can be as. Uh, I found it. Have, I found have it. Have you ever gone down there and like just like you, she slowly brings down the underwear? Then what is? Retro. Just Absolutely. Retro. You're like, whoa. Wow. Yeah, like, I'm 46, like it pops out? Do you like walk out or what do you do? No, I, try, I muster through. I muster up the <laughs> courage to get through. a trooper. <laughs> yeah. He's a trooper. <laughs> Gotta give him a name. Yeah, wow. not, all, not all heroes wear capes. Yeah, I, there you no, go. I hear you. Uh, <laughs> listen, can't, I couldn't, I couldn't Super say Bush. I couldn't say Well, <laughs> if you have the same beliefs as Maven does, Manscaped could help you. Absolutely. The weed whacker. Absolutely. What are you thinking? I'm thinking that I may have to, like, you know, go in a room, close the door, and hang out with the weed whacker for a little while. Yeah, I think you're a retro guy, aren't you? I like 70s adult films, if that's what you're getting at. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, well, with that, Ron we're going to take a quick Batman. commercial break, and we'll be back with this wrestling icon, Maven. We will see you in a dropkick second. Uh -oh. Dropkick. All right. Welcome back to Monty and the Pharaoh. Uh, my partner is out for the evening, but Bruce from ESO Creative is sitting in. Bruce, let's... Uh, Move on to the next thing we got, which is basically uh, the theme of our show, Shafted, the wrestlers and stars who deserve rah, to be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, so the Hall of Fame is right around the corner, and there's always debate on who should be in who and who shouldn't be in. Yeah, and, like uh, not Stacey Keebler. <laughs> yeah, I, do, you right, think, listen, do you think the, she's a Hall of Famer? You think she's a Hall of Famer? Go ahead. Insult me. Say yeah, the, yes. Listen, the most deserving candidate over the last few years has been Queen Charmel. Oh, you douche. Are you kidding me? You are kidding, right? I hate that. That is one of the worst inductions ever. What, what like Tori Wilson as a Hall of Famer, too? Stop laughing. It's not funny. Repo Man's next. The Repo uh, Man. The, the, repo, the Repo Man? They won't put in the better version of him. Why would they put in the Repo Man? Unbelievable. Dude, the Hall of Fame nowadays is feeling like the rock and roll hall of fame it, it sometimes it feels that way to me at least not a fan <laughs> but why don't we go over why don't we say you and me mr bruce go over some guys who are and girls who are not in the hall of fame why don't we like bitch we've got plenty of them we could point out why don't you take it away yeah yeah so yeah why don't we start off axe and smash demolition you've got to be kidding me here Don't tell me this is personal, guys. And here comes the smasher. The demolition. Are you serious? This is this is a joke. This is an absolute joke. Obviously, personal feelings are involved here. This is... It took decades and decades to, to top their record. Longest reigning tag team champs until the New Day won it. And then the New Day were quickly, you know, the Usos took... Their place as the longest reigning tag team champions. Uh, Demolition was not, you know, you could say, of course, it was created as a response to the Road Warriors, but it wasn't a knockoff of the Road Warriors. That's an insult to Demolition. Basically, you got Led Zeppelin and Deep Purple, or you got Black Sabbath and Deep Purple, whatever way you want to mix it around. You're talking about great and great. Pick your poison. For me, growing up with the WWE, this is my favorite tag team ever. This is the greatest tag team I ever saw. As far as I'm concerned, they're my favorites. My opinion. It's a joke they're not in the Hall of Fame. A joke. Yeah, it makes absolutely zero sense. The up until recent longest reigning tag team champions and they held they held that record for the longest period of time too. I mean, it was what, twenty five tw yeah, twenty five years? Yeah. It was over quarter of a century or around there thereof it was it was forever it stood the test now of they, time they fought every they fought the who's who of wwf in the late 80s they went mm -hmm. through everybody yep uh, they should be in the hall it's a joke that's a joke who yeah and next? even so he, all right so how about kevin sullivan Again, I have no clue how this man is not in the Hall of Fame. I don't know if it's a personal thing. I'm not sure what it is. But uh, 
Kevin Sullivan is a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's a first ballot yeah. Hall of Famer. You wouldn't have characters like The Undertaker if it wasn't for this master of darkness. This guy was unhinged years before an Undertaker-type character. And was able to reinvent himself, too. You know, into the was. varsity club. Of course And one of the great, you know, great bookers of the time. Oh, um, uh, the mind. You know, perhaps it's because he has such an amazing mind and he was a booker that he can't seem to uh, find common ground with maybe it's ego, you think, with Vince Triple H and uh, a Kevin Sullivan, perhaps? Yeah, I... I, I, I... I have no idea. That just that's another one. Just like demolition makes zero sense. Yeah, how can you ignore him? What's the story? It's got to be the, personal, the imp- right? Yeah, the the impact on the industry. Yeah, all all, all sides. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. There's nothing he didn't. He basically didn't do outside of a world championship, right? I mean, I mean, back of the baseball card. But in general, the guy's a Hall of Famer completely. I mean, if you have Jeff Jarrett in the Hall of Fame, which I don't disagree with, by the way, how do you not have a Kevin Sullivan? He's clearly superior in his career to Jeff Jarrett, unless I missed something. I know Jarrett's got all those world titles, but I don't count what Vince Russo wanted. How's that sound? (laughs) (laughs) So how about the uh, lovely Miss Elizabeth? Why is this? How is Elizabeth not in the Hall of Fame? Well, what's the issue here? What's the issue? I don't understand this at all. This This was... You know, back in the 80s, you could basically sum up the ladies with Cindy Lauper, Fabulous Moolah, Wendy Richter, Miss Elizabeth. Sure, there, there's yeah. others. I get it. Yeah, you know baby I mean? doll, but not. there's really a ha- It's a handful but, of, of But Miss Elizabeth was probably a bigger star in her prime than basically anybody I just mentioned, you know? I mean... I re- I remember it was one of my first wrestling experiences. It was when Randy Savage announced her as his manager with all the other guys in the ring, mm-hmm. and and then she came down. Uh, that was uh, it was awesome. That was uh, I I think I was probably like eight years old. You think that there was uh, any connection to the bitterness with the Macho Man situation that Elizabeth has always been kept out somehow? I, yeah, it's got to be it's got to be political. Um, or also the negativity. Don't forget the WWE doesn't really like the negative things and how she kind of right. her life kind of right. turned negative and sad towards the end. Yes. Yeah, I could see it. So, so it's going right how, along you with you know the lifestyle brings a lot of these tragedies, but they really don't take much responsibility. For, not that they have to, but I mean, you can't penalize these people that much, can you? For uh, you know, falling to the demons that come with the business. I mean, they got to know it exists. I don't understand why Elizabeth was made to wait like this. Yeah. Well, right alongside of Elizabeth is Lex Luger. I, wow. We're going to be bitching this whole show, you realize. That, right? <laughs> We're going to be bitching, yeah. bitching, bitching. I mean, the guy who slammed Yokozuna aboard the, uh, you know, the ship. Intrep- the guy, yep, the the guy intrep- who was yep. multiple. Absolutely. Uh, wasn't this guy in a full horseman? Did I miss something? Yeah. Uh, what what what's going on here? I mean, isn't he a priest now? You got a problem with that too? I thought Shawn Michaels was reborn. Hey, Shawn, get on the phone and call Lex Luger since you're since you're so reborn. You know, come on, give the guy a break. Put him in the Hall of Fame. What are you doing? Yeah, how strong is the back of his baseball card? Oh, Lex Luger's. It's, it's, it's packed. <laughs> It's packed. This guy was, I mean, is it fair to say like he was in the top five in the business for quite a while? Yeah. That, yeah. that, that span in the 90s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I don't get it. I don't get it at so, all. But we're going to be yeah. saying that a lot. After all, these yeah. are the people who were uh, uh, um, shafted from the pro wrestling <laughs> WWE Hall of Fame. Don't say pro wrestling. Next. So, how oh, about? No. I can't. Ivan I just said red. Koloff. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Why is Ivan Koloff uh, not in the Hall of Fame? Write an article so I can so I can editorize it and ruin it and take out all your best lines because I'm a jerk. Anyway, uh, Ivan Koloff. Well, let's see. Ivan Koloff in 19 what was it 1971? I want to say um, turned Madison Square Garden silent because the longest run. And longest reign ever in the history of this company, Bruno San Martino, had just come to an end. 
with a big knee from the top rope, I do believe. Uh, Ivan Koloff, on that moment alone, on that moment alone, that's enough for the Hall of Fame. Never mind all the other things Ivan Koloff did over the years in multiple territories. Uh, One of the great villains, uh, uh, one of the greatest villains of his generation. Um, He's a landmark. I... Obviously, it was personal. We come, we keep coming back to personal, or you did, or you had personal issues in your real life that you don't seem to get in. Uh, it's a shame. We did get to see Vince McMahon and Bruno talk and and make up, but it's a shame that whatever went on with Ivan was never resolved. He should be in the Hall of Fame. Rant. Yeah, just as a, a former world champion alone, I think if you're a former world champion, at some point you should be brought into the Hall of Fame. Especially well, from that I mean, era. I, I don't know if I'll go that far for every single well, person who's won the belt. I'm not sure. Okay, I'll say I'll say pre-Golden Age. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a lot fairer to, to, to look at those ones that way. Like, you know, hey, Stan the Man Stasiak in? Or is, uh, do I have to go to the rest of this list? <laughs> I think he had the belt for like nine days. But uh, I know what you're saying. It was much harder to win a world title back in the days before cable television and even in the early days of cable television, it was hard to win a, win the title when Hogan was uh, holding it. So, yeah, it, uh, Ivan Koloff did an amazing thing that night when he put it, Bruno's you know reign to a stop. How about Crusher Khrushchev? Nikita or Crusher Khrushchev? Oh, Crusher, Crusher Khrushchev. Oh, I see what's going on here. Um, hmm. <laughs> what do you what do you th- what do you think, Bruce? As that as that character, no. Yeah, I don't think so either. <laughs> no, I agree. Um, not, not, not with that character. Uh, in his other forms, we've already said yes. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Not as the repo man. <laughs> what are you talking about? No way. Where's the key to Koloff? Is he on this list? Because he should be. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, no, he's, he's not. Uh, How is he not on this list? No, he should. He should be, yeah, never mind. All right, so All who's right. next? All right, the masked superstar. Okay, I'm going to go with yes. I'm going with yes. People do, people that don't remember masked superstar are not remembering this guy was a, uh, I'm sorry, masked superstar was a Hall of Famer. If you're going to put the great Kali in the Hall of Fame, you are not going to tell me with a straight face that he was superior to the great masked superstar. So, yes, I'm declaring that Bill Eadie should be in the Hall of Fame as more than one persona. And I know <laughs> Mike agrees with me. I know he does. Mass Superstar yeah. was main event stuff. And in the territory days, oh, yeah. That, that's that was a little before my time. I, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. So you're, I'm gonna have to got, go back you're all look. gray on Mass Superstar? You don't know what to think? Yeah, I, I don't know his. I haven't really looked at his impact on the industry. Oh my God! Well, as far as impact on the industry, that might not be so strong. But as far as his main event type presence, that guy was for real. He was very for real. So, how about uh, the Midnight Express? Oh, stop it! This is ridiculous. I can't. You so, know what? Wait. This is a very irritating show. Mike is almost fortunate he would have listened to me bitch <laughs> for an hour straight. Uh, a joke. A joke. This is a first ballot. There's no discussion here. And they all get in, you know, Conjury, Eaton, and Lane. They're all in. You put them all in, you know, with Jim Cornette. Give me a break. This is uh, one of the greatest tag teams ever and probably in a lot of folks' top five. Really all depends, you know, what you watched growing up and what you're into. But um, an absolute disgrace that the Midnight Express are not in. Should be in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Luce Can says he would uh, put Billy in. Uh, Phil Desessere, Mass Superstar, was Hulk Hogan's first title defense. Yes, Phil, thank you. Nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah. Mass, yeah. Uh, ja Will says Mass Superstar had a great flying clothesline. Yes. And it, yes. Yeah. Uh, John Stefanik says Billy D deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, it's good to hear from them. What out? Any Any other ones? Anybody else throwing yeah. anybody out there that we haven't said yet? Then again, we'll get to them probably anyway. We got a pretty big list. Uh, Umaga needs to be in the Hall of Fame from RJ. Agreed. Agreed, uh, RJ. Da- Absolutely. Yeah, That's Davio says, "How about how about Ken Patera?" Oh come on, 
Absolutely, Davio. Davio, absolutely. Uh, Ken Patero, what the f- what the fuck? Up, oh, there's my first curse. I've been behaving all night, I think. Or is that my second curse? Who's anybody counting out there? Bruce, who's after uh, Midnight Express? Where do we go from yeah. there? Well, well, I have one question with Midnight Express. Yeah. Which version right. do, you, do you pull in? Uh, they're all going you know, in. Or do you, no, no, all no, four no, of no, them? no. They're all going in. Stop. Stop right there. And I, I think I, anybody who knows. I, now, my favorite okay. was Conjury well, and Eaton, but, but Lane was great, too. No, they're all in. I'm putting them all so in. So, now, uh, my next question. Yeah. Do you pull Paul Heyman in with that? No. Yeah, because don't forget, he came back with the, with the no. original Midnight Express. It was no. managing him. Okay. No. That's a big fat <laughs> no. No. Cornette with the Midnight Express. I, Paul Heyman. He can get in on his other shit. He's got plenty of other shit he can get in on. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. You stay yeah, out of was, this, Heyman. I, You're just an I, advocate. I asked, <laughs> I asked because it was like when I came into wrestling was around that era. No, so, that's cool. Uh, but, I mean, the Midnight Express is, you know, it's Cornette's uh, vehicle. So what about the Rougeau brothers? Wow. I, I wish Mike was here. I'm on the fence. I, I, I want to say, oh, God. I don't know what I want to say. This one's, this one's got me in a twist, you know? I don't know. So, I don't know what to do with so, that one. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say that I need to look into that one more. I should have looked into it beforehand, but you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say no. People are gonna get mad at me. I'm just gonna go with no, because I don't look at the Rougeau brothers, uh, Rougeau brothers, as uh, on the same level that I would the Midnight Express or Demolition. I just don't. I don't. So I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with no. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know what kind of impact they had in the territory days. Up in, I know they came from Canada. They had great so. careers. It's not that. I just don't think that they were ever that impactful on the card. I know that they are most famous for, like, you know, real fights behind the scenes. But back in those days, we didn't know about that shit. We were just watching what was presented to us. Those guys were not demolition or I know not everybody can be. I get that part, too. But this is the Hall of Fame we're talking about. And I say no. I say no. Okay. Um, next one would be Leaping Lanny Poffo. All right. Now I'm really going to be depressed because I say no. And hmm. that really hurts me because people know that we were, you know, Mike and I were friends with Lanny. Um, there are people in the Hall of Fame, I'll say as a disclaimer, that shouldn't be in already in my opinion. Matter of fact, Coco Beware slammed my head on this table because I flat out told him I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. I don't think he should be. Uh, I'm not always right, but this is my opinion. I, I, I looked at Lanny Poffo, and Lanny Poffo was an excellent mid to lower mid-card guy. Uh, he was great at his gimmick. He was a wonderful talker. But is that what the Hall of Fame represents? Um, to me, the line has been blurred long ago. When it comes to some of the guys that get into the Hall of Fame nowadays, and even you know back then, I don't agree with it all. I feel like a Hall of Famer should be someone above the regular cut. Um, Macho Man Hall of Famer, Hulk Hogan Hall of Famer, Roddy Piper Hall of Famer. I love you, Lanny Poffo. I really do, and you know I do because I'm sure you're listening from up there. But I think Lanny himself would tell you, don't. Put me with those fellas uh, because I don't think that he belongs with those fellas. And that's no knock on a guy who had an amazing career and did great in this business. But I'm, I'm really sorry, but I don't think that he's a Hall of Famer. I feel terrible now. I feel awful. Spidey, give me a pat on the back. I feel bad, man. No, I really do. Any thoughts? You think he's a Hall of Famer, Bruce? You want to bail me out here or uh, be like you're an asshole, Farrell? I am on the fence because I'm a little biased towards all the guys in that – 84 to 88 era because yeah. that was when I really got into wrestling and yeah. they were larger than life mm-hmm. and I would have given anything to catch one of those frisbees when he was throwing it into the audience so mm-hmm. yeah. I, I would just say I'm a little biased on that all right all right so you think he's a hall of famer especially after you've seen the great Kali get in because let's face it if Kali <laughs> is in Lanny should go in on the skateboard yeah, but I also think Barry Horowitz and Steve Lombardi should be in there for some of the See, things that those guys have Now, that is, you know what's weird enough? I almost agree with you on that when it comes to Barry Horowitz, but um, damn, I'm rough. I guess I'm just rough. Who's, who's next at number 11? We've got King Kong Bundy. Oh, stop it. 
WrestleMania 2 main event, King Kong Bundy, superstar, married with children, King Kong Bundy, transcending the business, King Kong Bundy? What, 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 Five what, count. Have, have we forgotten something? Have we forgotten something? This guy's, this guy's going right in to the Hall of Fame. Uh, the next guy is looking like S.D. Jones. Special Delivery Jones. What do you think about Special Delivery? You wouldn't have any memories of him, would you? No, I saw. I actually got to see him uh, once up at the Civic Center when I oh, was really? at the Poughkeepsie Civic Center when I was a kid. Okay. I liked S.G. Jones. I actually had one of his okay. uh, his figures. Okay. All right. Well, but because I remember Crusher, him more as a jobber. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because Crusher Khrushchev doesn't get in, according to me, and the Rougeau brothers, and even Lanny. Uh, no, I'm sorry, S.D. You're not going in the hole. You know, he's a hell of a worker, though. I enjoyed the shit out of him. I thought he was great, S.D. Jones. And Tony Atlas screwed up. Otherwise, S.D. Jones would have been a WWE Tag Team Champion, WWF Tag Team Champion. And we might have been having a different discussion right now. I'm not sure. So uh, next we have Adrian Adonis. Well, I know if Mike was here, I know what his answer would be. The same as mine. Hall of Famer. Adrian Adonis, Hall of Famer. East-West Connection. Came to the Garden and challenged Bob Backlund when he was really cool and awesome. Jared, what is that? What I wanted a leather jacket picture, and you showed when he got all dolled up like a big, <laughs> fat, gorgeous George. Way to go there, Jared. Actually, I don't blame Jared at all. That's a great picture of Adrian in the later days. That's an excellent picture. But to me, Adrian with the leather jacket, little leather cap, him and Jesse coming in. You know, he's an AWA legend, then he kicked ass at WWE. Dude, this guy's uh, the flower shop. Come on. This guy's a Hall of Famer. What are we missing here? So my main memories are Adrian in the flower shop. There he is. You see that, Bruce? How cool is that? He's cool. It's the East-West Connection. Yep, that's a Hall of Famer. In he goes. All right, the next one. Playboy Buddy Rose. Well, this is a Hall of Famer to me. But, uh, you know, I remember the old, old days when Buddy Rose came in as a challenger to Bob Backlund, and he was managed by the Grand Wizard. What a great promo guy this was. And uh, you know how people look at Kevin Owens today? Now, Kevin Owens is, you know, he's leaned down a little, a little more nowadays. But when Buddy Rose would come out there with that pot belly of his and then put on a clinic, boy, could Buddy Rose go. Oh, could he go? What a wrestler he was, you know. Um, but then he would talk, and what a talker he was. Playboy Buddy Rose, to me, is a Hall of Famer. Do you know anything about Playboy Buddy Rose? I, I got to see some of him and Doug Summers in AWA, but I know that that was not the best of his times. I, I know he, under, he wrestled at WrestleMania 1 under the mask, right? Mm-hmm. As, uh, mm-hmm. I think oh, that I was against Tito it, as the executioner, right? Yeah, yeah yep. 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 Playboy Buddy Rose, to me, is a Hall of Famer, but I'm I'm basing that off the really old school days when Backlund was champion. Who's next, Bruce? So we got Tommy Wildfire Rich. Hall, Hall of, of fame. fame. Hall of Fame. What What is going on here? NWA champion, albeit for five days. This was one of the biggest baby faces of the 1980s. Agreed? Absolutely. I mean, look at the kid. I, I, I mean, come on. Either being a WWE, a WWF uh, East Coast guy, you heard of Tommy Wildfire Rich. Absolutely. That, it's ridiculous he's not in. But it goes to show, though, that whoever does the voting in or the deciding, probably just deciding, uh, who's getting in the Hall of Fame doesn't give two shits about the old days in a lot of ways. And, I, I, you know, it's absurd. We're reading off all these. You know, Lanny Poff, yo, Lanny Poffo is a Hall of Famer. Because Stacy Keebler is. So I almost feel like this whole list is like Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame. You can't put Stacy Keebler in. I want Lanny in. I take back everything I said. Anyway, <laughs> I'm serious. What the fuck? Uh, whatever. So Who's after Tommy? Uh, what do you got? We've got uh, superstar Bill Dundee. No, because he's Jamie's dad. Next. <laughs> Next. Cindy Lauper. Cindy Lauper, absolutely. Absolutely. I have no clue what's going on there. Uh, you know, a little while back, you know, she, you know, wrote to the show, wrote to Mike, and was like, I don't have no issues with uh, WWF, WWE. So I have no clue why Cindy Lauper is not in the Hall of Fame. 
There's, there'd be no WrestleMania. There'd be no nothing without her assistance. I mean, the first WrestleMania was launched off the backs of Hulk Hogan, Roddy Piper, Mr. T, Fabulous Moolah, Cindy Lauper, Wendy Richter. I mean, you wouldn't, and it came from the men and the women. It, you wouldn't have anything without this. Cindy Lauper should be in the Hall of Fame. You put Drew Carey in for one elimination at the Royal Rumble. What are you doing over there? Who makes these choices, Bruce? Who really makes these choices? How is Cindy so, Lauper not in? I have zero idea. Zero idea. Oh. Uh, well, it looks uh, RJ is letting us know that Buddy Rose was inducted in 2019. So where to go, he Mike? Shouldn't be on the list. <laughs> where to go, Mike? He's on the list. Where to go? Well, wait, Mike, Mike actually wait, says, "Wait, but, yeah, Mike said. <laughs> Mike says, uh, "Check the list. Rose is on." Okay. So uh, B40 right. says, "What about <laughs> Dutch Mantel?" <laughs> what was that? I missed. What that. about uh, B40 says, "What about Dutch Mantel?" No, I don't like his. Uh, I don't like his <laughs> hair on his face. No, he looks silly. Absolutely not. Let's see. What's the matter, Bruce? You don't know what to do with comedy? What's the matter with you? (laughs) So how about next? We've got uh, Tito Santana and Rick Martel, Strike Force. Here I go again. No, All right, I, look. If I'm not putting the ro- the rose, the ro- I can't even say it, the ragus in. I, I'm not putting strike force in. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. You'd have to agree there. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Uh, they they both deserve to be in the Hall of Fame, but not yes. as that team. Correct. Okay. Correct. So, how about Gurria and Martel? I wish Mike was here because uh, I'm going to say no. As a tag team, I'm not putting them in the Hall of Fame. Tony Guerrero is an individual and, and an overall body of work, yes. Rick Martel, stop it. He should have been in the Hall of Fame a long time ago. Just for the, the accomplishments as the model alone. But as, as his body of work with Tony Guerrero as multiple-time tag team champion, uh, yeah. But Guerrero and Martel together, uh, that, would, that would just be me being partial to my uh, time period I first saw wrestling in. No, I'm, I'm not doing it. So what about the Moon Dogs? I'm doing it. I'm putting the Moon Dogs in. Um, the Moon Dogs were the next extension of uh, Captain Lou Albano's squad with the uh, after uh, Fuji and Saito, I believe. Uh, I do think that the Moon Dogs were Hall of Fame worthy, especially after I saw the Bushwhackers get in. I thought to myself, "Well, they're <laughs> not better than the Moon Dogs." Uh, you know, yeah, I guess you had to be around during that time period to appreciate them, but. The Moondogs were a big problem. They were a big problem if you rooted for good guys. You were like, oh, crap, we're, we're fucked. Here comes the Moondogs. Uh, they were a cut below the Samoans, but I do believe they deserve to be remembered and remembered in this fashion. No, it's interesting. With Career and Martel, the tag team, I, I don't look at them like they must get in because their individual careers – or worthy enough to be in the Hall of Fame and to be recognized. It's not so much an issue. With the Moon Dogs, if you don't acknowledge them as Hall of Famers, you're kind of dismissing because they weren't individual wrestlers, although I will say the Moon Dogs were good enough that they would get title shots against Bob Backlund at Madison Square Garden as individuals. The Moon Dogs were pretty damn good. They really were. And I think that they deserve to be in. But that's me. Yeah, I, I, w- I would agree. They were a lot of yeah. fun when I was a little kid. Yep, so how about Missy Hyatt? Absolutely. And Missy, don't forget to uh, give me a buzz this weekend, please. Because <laughs> Missy Hyatt is the greatest thing since sliced bread. So in, right along in, with Missy Hyatt. How about She's not getting Eddie Gilbert. suspended, that is. <laughs> what was that? Yes. How about uh, Eddie Gilbert? I believe he should be, but I know I, – I, again, I would love to hear what Mike would say about this. He'd probably say, get the fuck out of here, but I'm not sure. Um, I believe that he should be. I almost believe, like, as far as his career goes, he was he's not the same, but I kind of look at him the way I look at Brian Pillman. The guy made a lot of noise with very little as far as, you know, his yep. chances and stuff, if you understand what I'm saying. You know, he was yeah, never I, booked to be a world champion in the big, big companies, but I feel like he made a lot of noise. The guy was very engaging. He was. Yeah. 
You agree? I would. Don't I you? would say no. I would say no. But that's me. Interesting. <laughs> do you have, do you have any memories of Eddie Gilbert? Did you get? To I do the, the little bit, little bits and, and pieces. It's just the overall impact on the industry. I, Boy, I don't you think. You keep going back to that. I'll tell you, not everybody can have that, my friend. Not everybody can yeah. have that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I know. And they've proven that what before. is Dolph Ziggler's impact on the industry? Let's be serious yeah. for a second. Well, yeah, but he crosses over genres. He has made appearances in mainstream media. Okay. So is Edge. Wasn't he on the Sci-Fi Channel? Do you think that he's impacted the industry the way Hogan did with Rocky Three? I no, mean, just because you're no. on a TV show does not mean you're in the business. You know what I'm saying, you know? So why don't we get to the final name on this list? Okay. Paul Heyman. Well, duh. How about that? <laughs> How's that sound? Uh, duh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. He's going straight in. Straight the hell in. All right. Well, I tell you what, Spidey, why don't we take a commercial break? And when we get back, we will do head-to-head. What do you think, Spidey? Let's do it. Bruce, we'll see you in a second. The Monty and the Pharaoh Show is brought to you by... Because wine is your second favorite four-letter word. California wine, New York attitude, good fucking wine. Yeah. And Nitro's Garage for all your automotive needs. Call 646-675-2349. That's 646-675-2349. For all your automotive needs, Nitro's Garage, ask for Jack. Do you treat your dog as part of the family? (laughs) Well, so do we. So why not celebrate your pup's birthday with the ultimate party box? Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Party Pup Info, and let us make your pup's party or any celebration perfection. And we are back, and we're going to be doing head-to-head. Bruce, can you handle head-to-head? Have you seen it before? You you understand the concept and everything like that? I, I do. I, I do understand the concept, and I think today we're going to be doing Wolfie D versus Jamie Dundee. <laughs> Whose idea was this? <laughs> Gee, I wonder. All right, well, I guess it's up to me to uh, do what I usually do and give you all the categories, so let's uh, get to the basic categories. There's five. For head-to-head, category number one, Mike Skills. Are you yammering? Are you stammering? Are you keeping me engaged? Or you're just putting me in a rage because you're boring as shit and you got no wit? Yeah. Can you talk to the audience or what? That's Mike Skills, folks. Category number two, Matt Skills. Can you wrestle? Can you flip? Can you drop kick? Can you do stuff in the ring? But do me a favor. No cartwheels, please. Are you a wrestler or are you just AEW? I meant, there you go. That's category number two, Matt Skills. Category number three, the it factor. So, what do you think? Bruce, do you have it? You have the it factor? Are you the Hulk Hogan of the after show? We've got the it factor on the after show. There you go. Either you engage me or you make me take a Big, long sleep. Wasn't there a movie, The Big Sleep? Yeah, don't put me into The Big Sleep. Category number three, of course, that's what that is. Category number four, zip back of the baseball card. Well, if you're Frankie Williams, it looks like you're shit out of luck. But if you're uh, Macho Man Randy Savage, you got something going on. What's the back of your baseball card? Category number five, obviously Bruce's favorite, the impact on the industry. What have you done for me? What have you really done to make me talk about you all these years later? Like my good friend, Ivan Koloff. So, what's your indentation? Are you worth being remembered? What'd you do? Impact on the industry. Or we will take two of these wrestlers, if that's what you want to call Wolfie D and Jamie Dundee, and we will put them head-to-head. All right, 
Take it away, Bruce. Category number one, Mike Skills. What do you think? Let's see. I think I'd give that one to Wolfie D. Are you high? <laughs> no, seriously. Are you high? What are you smoking Well, from there? from my, my experiences with him, he... Huh. I, I think Very he... I, okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I enjoyed his show. I That's more of my experiences with him. I didn't watch those guys wrestle too much, though. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. All right. As Well, as far as mic skills go, J.B. Dundee could be taking a dump in his sleep and, and be better on the microphone than, than Wolfie. But that's just my opinion. Jamie's got the gift of gab, just like his dad did. Um, I'm going to uh, – so it looks like we're split. looks like Bruce is giving the charity vote to Wolfie D., and uh, Jamie Dundee is getting the uh, the vote from the Pharaoh. So there's a one-one somehow. Okay, next one, Matt Skills. What do you think, Bruce? I'll be kinder on this one. I'll try. <laughs> Again, I, not seeing a lot, a lot of their a lot of their matches. I would say just based on exper- the experiences with his father, I would put Jamie Dundee over over Wolfie D. I will agree with that. I agree with that completely. Uh, Jamie Dundee definitely uh, is a chip off the old block, in my opinion. So uh, we've got now got it two to one, correct? That's well, where actually, we're at. Yep. Actually, no, we don't because we're only on category it's... number two. We actually have um, – wow, this is weird. We have a draw and we have one for Jamie. All right, next. Category number three, it factor. I would say Jamie Dundee on that one. From my experiences watching watching the the shoot interviews with him, he really he's a he's a fun dude. Yep, I agree. He's got a ton of it factor. Uh, Woofy's kind of like watching paint dry. All right, very good. So Jamie's in the lead, and we go to category number four: back of the baseball card. Does have P- you done your homework? Does PG thirteen? Does PG thirteen have a back of the baseball card? <laughs> Way to go, Bruce! <laughs> uh, I'm going to call this one a draw. Pretty much, uh, I think this is a draw. There's really no point, you know. Uh, what do you think? Draw? I I would agree I, absolutely. Yeah, that's a draw. All right, category number five. Impact impact on the industry. Three. Well, I don't think Paulie D had any impact, or, or, or uh, Wolfie D had any impact on the industry, and uh, Jamie Dundee, Jamie Dundee, just based on his father's legacy, had to have more impact. Uh, well, um, I don't think he, I don't think either of them had any impact on the industry. This is another draw. <laughs> This <laughs> is another draw. Uh, I guess so. so wait, Jamie, wait. So it, Jamie wins it on on like yeah. by a point. We gave it to Jamie. So well, just with the last Jamie. name. Yeah. So use the last name as the determining factor on that because you have Wolfie who just is a D as a last name, right? And then you have Dundee that's actually a legendary name in the industry, right? So well, Wolfie's just Bill, a D. Bills is, I mean, but uh, yeah. It is what it is. So there you go, folks. Uh, it's Jamie by an ass hair, but I'm not really sure what we're saying here. <laughs> pretty much, you know. Spidey, how are we looking on the clock? I got to be honest. When I don't, when I've got Mike around, I wonder where are we at. We're two minutes over. We're two minutes over. Yeah. How dare us keep blabbing like this? That's unbelievable. All right. Well, looks like we made it, Bruce. We went all the way through. We bitched about Hall of Famers. You know? Did you have any doubt? Of course we no, got through. I had, I had no <laughs> doubt that we would be able to bullshit for an hour. That's for shit sure. Rest in peace, Willis Reed. That absolutely sucks. And uh, are you into football at all, Bruce? I am. I'm a, I'm a Jets fan also, so I'm kind of excited. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, did you hear about Ezekiel Elliott coming today from uh, the Cowboys? Is uh, What do you think about that? I've already had my uh, well, arguments with our beloved producer. Go ahead. We, we, we will, we'll see what it brings. I'll just leave it at that. Right, right. <laughs> I have no problem bringing in guys who have, are professionals right now. I mean, I'm into depth. If, if Elliot wants to come in and back up Brees Hall, I'm fine with that. So, anyway, Aaron Rodgers, get here as soon as possible. Bruce, I want to thank you for uh, co-hosting with me tonight. My partner will yeah, be back next week. Yeah, I can't wait for you to be back, Mike. Bruce, give us a quick plug so, on your show, please. 
Hey, li- listen, we'll be on in about a half hour, and uh, this week we're going to be going over the an Inside Wrestling from 1989 featuring the Brain Busters. That should be that should be fun, and pretty soon we're going to be going live. On the first show when we're live, we're going to have the one and only Mike Monty as a guest. I can't oh. wait for that. Oh, wait a minute. Where am I during this? What's, <laughs> well, what's the matter? I, I just, <laughs> you don't like you, me anymore? You're more, than, you're more than welcome to come on whenever you want. Ah, fuck that. I'm busy. I mean, no. <laughs> you, know I'll, you know I'll give you a buzz. I always I, give you a Bruce, I, you kick ass, man. Thank you. Your show kicks ass, too. I enjoy it very much. Spidey, thank you for uh, taking us through this together tonight. We made it. We did it. Mike, get well immediately. You've been watching. Monty and the Pharaoh. And until next time, later. 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 later.